my fears almost kept me from doing a lot of things God wanted me to do. I can't spell. So I was asked to go speak at a Bible college, or asked actually to come on staff. I started a Bible college with some other guys in Seattle, and C was small and it wasn't so bad, but I was asked to go to an established Bible school to be a professor where we used overheads and I can't spell. I know I can't spell. And the fear that came over me, these kids are gonna know that I'm dumb. Well, they're gonna find out after I'm there, well, I am anyway. But I mean, going, a professor that can't spell? You know, that's unheard of. <laughs> it can't be. And yet I knew I had to go. But I almost didn't go because of the fear, and yet God was calling me to go. I had to what? Face the fear that I don't spell well. And you know what? The kids loved me enough they would laugh when I would misspell a word. You know, the eyes on the wrong part and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's, what I thought wasn't. Um, I mean, it's so amazing. I can't write well. And Moody calls me on the telephone three times to ask to write a book for them, and I told them, no, no, no. I didn't know that was not normal. You, you write a book and get a publisher to publish it. Publishers don't call you on the phone, who I don't even know, and tell me I should write a book. I said, how can I write a book? I'm not a writer. And I thought, three times it must be God. And I was fearful. You, you write a book, you know, everybody's going to know. You're strange and all that other stuff. We wrote the book, and today it's a bestseller, one of the bestsellers of Moody Press. I'm not a writer. I got a call from Dallas from a prayer retreat, and they asked me to come down and lead and speak to an international prayer retreat. Well, I pray at that time, but I was not a man of prayer, and they had the wrong guy. One of them was the president, the ex-president of Dallas Seminary, a very godly man, was part of that board, and I turned them down three times again. Well, get this guy. He's really a prayer person. Get this person, really a prayer person. And they, they wanted me. I said, are you sure? Because I would not pick me. I said, how long do I have to prepare for this thing? They said, you get a year and a half. So I went home and told my wife, says, you won't believe this, but I'm going to speak at an international prayer conference in Dallas, Texas in a year and a half. And my wife looked at me and she said, they must be hard up for speakers. <laughs> my wife's the prayer person. And she's a very godly woman, a real prayer person. But guess what it did? It forced me to look at why don't I pray like I know I should pray. It forced me. I mean, wouldn't you be kind of fearful as kind of a now I lay me down to sleep guy to go to speak to people from all over the world on prayer? Well, I've got to tell you this. Well, this is way off from what I'm doing. Um, but I had to figure out why don't I pray, right? I know about prayer. I've worked with two godly men. Mark Bubeck is one of the most godly men of prayer I've ever known in my life. He would go his church on Saturday and walk to the church and pray for every single individual in that church and he would maybe pray eight or nine hours and didn't know it. Man, I'm going to pray a long time. I look at my watch, six seconds. Oh no. <laughs> you know, I, I really grabbed all the God. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I get lost in prayer. I can't believe it. I mean, I, I never thought that could happen. Not me. I, I'm, a, I'm a goer and I'm a doer 
and you guys pray for me. See, I'll do it. You pray. I'll get out there. I'll do it. But God says, uh-uh, Logan, you better start getting the prayer life. And so I began to look, and I found out probably the best place as a start is the most important prayer in the Bible. The inspired prayer. The prayer that Jesus said we're to pray. He said, pray like what? This. And it's our Father, which art in heaven. Now, Bill Gothard, when I went, this guy walked all over me. I wasn't happy I went. He knows I was upset. He was charging money to hear him preach the gospel. Nobody ever charged money to do that. And I was offended, and I wasn't going to go up to Seattle to hear a guy who had no idea who this character was that stood on a table and wrote on a blackboard. You know, that, that was the thing. But someone promised me he'd give me my money back if I didn't like it. So that, well, maybe I could go. If I don't like it, I, this guy will give me my money back that I paid to hear a guy preach. Unheard of. You know, you take offerings. I wonder why you didn't know about offerings. Well, anyway, I went, and he got all over me the first night, self-image. I felt... You know, tall, I'm ugly, you know, I just felt ugly and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm dumb and I'm stupid, you know, all those lies because my dad told me that for years. So, you know, all, all this stuff I couldn't believe. And then he got on bitterness. Oh, as a pastor, I don't hate my father anymore since I got saved. I just don't like him. <laughs> You know, and I had to deal with getting the bitterness towards my dad out of my life. Well, this all goes to prayer. Because I thought, I, I might as well start with the Lord's Prayer. You know, I've gone through three Bibles. In fact, I was telling Paul, my right-hand man, I have in my home 74 Bibles that belong to me, and 72 of them have been read. And when I go through a Bible and mark it, I don't read it again. But I went through three Bibles, because I want to know about prayer, and I marked every time I used a green, you know, I have this thing, you know, it has different colors, and I used green to mark every time someone talked to God, and every time God talked back, and if there was a prayer promise, I put it all in green. I thought, if I want to understand prayer, maybe I ought to go to the book, on, the book you know, maybe I, uh, this would be good. But I want you to know, I've also read other books. I have over 1,400 books that I've read in my library on prayer in the deeper life. So I don't want you to think I haven't really looked at the subject. But I had to start with why don't I pray? You know, why as a pastor and been around Bill Gothard and all these other who's who and the zoo people, and why is it I don't pray? And so I was thinking about that. I said, Lord, you've got to tell me, why don't I pray? Well, I pray, you know, God, I need gas, or we need some money, or Lord, no one's giving to the ministry right now, and we're going to, you know what I mean, that kind of stuff, but not really prayer. You know, my idea of prayer was giving God the to-do list. Okay, God, this is what you're supposed to do for me, and thank you, and go on. I learned prayer was much more than that. Anyway, all of a sudden it dawned to me, when I said, our Father... I did not have bad feelings. If I had bad feelings, what would that indicate? I still hadn't fully forgiven my dad, right? When the, if the word father brings up some bad feelings, then I haven't forgiven my dad. Okay. But when I said, our father, guess what feelings I had? None. 
I could say our chair, our couch, our drapes. There was no feelings. Now, I've been raised very, very conservative, and I see these charismatics getting all fuzzy about God, and I'm going, I don't know if I can be that fuzzy God, but I think I'd have a little more fuzz than what I've got. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> I, isn't there good, should be some feeling with the name of God, some warm feelings or whatever. And so I asked God to help me. And it's been a long journey, and it's been wonderful.